So, John, what is the longest conversation you've had with an inanimate object? An inanimate object? Do you count? How rude. Well, you don't move that much. Well, that is, that is very true. Yes. It's a common complaint from Louise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to delve into your personal life. Um, uh, aside from you, probably the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I live alone. <laughs> I'm just imagining you trying to line it up so that you actually get a conversation back, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more not so much the TV shows; it's more the computer games, really. The right. Switch games, I spend, I tend to spend a lot of time oh, animal shouting at the screen, yeah, yeah or just, yeah, or just yeah. making conversation with my neighbours. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Okay, it's perfectly normal in a lockdown. Yeah. No, oh, sure. I'll I'll take your word for it. everybody to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are pitching prequels, sequels and spin-offs to I Am Legend. We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing from our listeners with the submissions they've posted on Facebook and Twitter. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments and give a bit of a plot summary. I am Harry, the host with the most scientific mind. Accurate, yes. You would not rely on me to create a vaccine in this situation. No. I can give you some jokes, but... And joining me as always, it's Patient Zero, John Lucas. Also, most likely true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, part three of The Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. I Am Legend. I Am Legend, yeah. So this is a... I'd, I'd seen this one before, actually. I know this one. This is a big hit. This is a, yeah. one of the more well-known, non franchise Will Smith films. Yeah. It's... Watch, watching it back this time... It's got its ups and downs. I'll be honest, I was a little bored. Bored? Yeah, right. like, it's not a complete snooze. Like, there's yeah. a lot of it that works. Then yeah. there's lots of stuff in this film that I find quite interesting. But mm. as I know, it didn't quite fully hit the spot for me. I mean, we have been completely inundated with apocalypse movies. That's too. Again, I was and, like, and, and, oh my and this God. was, I'd say, sort of near the front of that wave. Yes. Like, it, it was not by any means the first apocalypse movie, but just like. There has been a wave of them over the last 10 years, and this was definitely about the start of that. Yeah, and this one in particular as well. Once again, we did our like post apocalyptic Mm. or our what did we call it? Our pandemic season was it pandemic season? Yeah, well, we did two films we did sure we did did contagion and outbreak, but this one, yeah, it gave me those same kind of feelings in many ways. I mean, it's different, and also it's very like. Go of all the gifts as well, obviously, which we did mm. recently, mm. and obviously twenty eight days later, which we've not done because it has a sequel, but yeah, hugely similar to twenty eight days later in many ways. Yeah, but yeah, I think because like the opening of the film, the reason for the virus is mm. a failed attempt to cure something, it to cure of, cancer, to cure cancer. Yeah, yeah. The, film the opens, laziest writing. The film opens with Emma Thompson, like so. <laughs> was it actually, Emma Thompson. It was Emma Thompson. Yes, an oh, uncredited that... cameo by Emma Thompson. Yes. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I was thinking of her as like. Off-brand Emma Thompson. No, it was it was on-brand Emma Thompson. Oh, but right. Although she wasn't credited, so does that mm. make her off-brand or just? I don't know. Was she not a big thing? I mean, not that she's like a she's not a Will Smith level thing, but like no, she's a huge. It was a, it was a cameo. That's what it was. It was an uncredited cameo. It wasn't like she was just desperate for the work. She just oh. agreed to do the cameo. No, she had two Oscars at this point. She's a yeah, yeah. Deal. That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. no, it's a cameo. Right. You know, she's she's the kind of person who comes with a certain degree of 
respectability. So you, mm. you can look at Emma Thompson and think, yes, yeah, she probably is a world-famous mm-hmm. cancer-beating scientist. Yeah, sure. But the movie opens with this cameo of her giving a TV interview, and the interviewer says, so are you saying that you've cured cancer? Yeah. And she goes, yes. <laughs> Paycheck, please. I was like, oh, bitch. <laughs> this is not going to go well. But yeah, it freaked me out a little bit, because our current world situation right now, everyone's racing for a vaccine. Mm. And when they get one that seems like it works, I don't think they're going to go through every test. So they're going to be like, get that thing on the streets. So mm, make some money right now. Yeah. Mm. So it did, it, it weirdly, it, for a film that's quite abstract, you know, it, it actually, in some ways, hit quite close to home at the moment. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is, 2020 is just the beginning, 2021 is going to be the full-on zombie apocalypse. Well, this film is set in 2020. Exactly. Yeah, I read it up on IMDb. So right. it, yeah, the parallels just keep stacking up. So oh, great. Yeah. Cool. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Or maybe we won't. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Scary. So, Dr. Crippen, give it to me in a nutshell. Well, the premise is quite simple. Um, take something designed by nature and reprogram it to make it work for the body rather than against it. You're talking about a virus. Indeed. Yes. In this case, the measles. Um, virus, which has been engineered at a genetic level to be helpful rather than harmful, um, and I, I find the best way to describe it is if you can if you can imagine your body as a highway and you picture the virus as a very fast car um, being driven by a very bad man. Imagine the damage that that car could cause. Mm. But then, if you replace that man with a cop, the picture changes, and that's essentially what we've done. How many people have you treated so far? Well, we've had 10,009 um, clinical trials in humans so far. And how many are cancer-free? 10,009. So you have actually cured cancer? Yes, yes. Yes, we have. Okay, now before I get to the plot summary, Elephant in the Room. Yes. Did you watch both versions? I did, yes. Cool, me too. Good. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Yeah, when it comes to pitching sequels, we have to decide what film we're pitching sequels to because yeah. the two endings are <laughs> very different. But, yep. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, well, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll discuss that yeah, when we'll, 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 Yeah. Uh, okay, so it starts off, um, like you say, with uh, Emma Thompson curing cancer. Yes. And then hard cut three years later. Yeah, and the world is fucked. The, yeah. Like or it, New York City is, anyway. Like, yeah. We're in New York City. It's immediately obvious that there is nobody around. The apocalypse mm-hmm. has happened. Like, there's bushes growing through the roads and all that sort of stuff. And... Uh, yeah, then uh, Will Smith uh, drives along in this racing car. Mm-hmm. He's just like you know doing handbrake turns around the corners and stuff. He's just enjoying himself. He's not smiling. No, but he's just not a lot of smiles himself. in this film. Generally. No, I feel like this would have been the moment to have a smile. Yeah, like, like start. With- he he he's literally just driving a sports car, and mm. it's the only time in the film he ever drives a sports car. It's yeah. the only time he ever like takes a minute to do what looks like something fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think he does drive it in other scenes, but not for fun. Well, he, he Maybe it's a different car. But... Yeah, no, it's a very different car. It's like okay. a it's like a pickup truck sort of thing. I don't know. They all look the same to me. The one that had like UV lights on the roof. Yeah, and yeah, stuff? yeah. Okay, diff- okay, fine. What about the, the one sports you... car was orange? What about the one he used to ram down all the walkers near the end? Yeah, yeah, that was that. Oh, okay. that... Fine. Okay, so this is the bit when he's having fun. Okay, sure. Are you are you, are you that bad with cars? That you I can't just don't even... care. They, they... I know you don't care, but like that you can't tell what car is like for sports and what's for functionality, like. They're completely different sizes and colours. I just wasn't paying attention. God, you're weird. Alright, sorry. Let's see, so what happens? Will Smith's driving his Will Smith car. Is, Will Smith is driving his car. He has a dog yeah. um, in the passenger seat. Who is seat. not strapped in. 
No, that's a good point. I was like, how is this dog not getting flung through the windscreen with all these hairbreak turns? Yeah. Handbreak turns. Is yeah, that yeah. 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 No, I don't know. That was really irresponsible for that poor little dog. Or yeah. big dog. But yeah. yeah, given that that is literally Will Smith's only, only companion. friend in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, literally the only person who is alive to Will Smith's knowledge is yes. that dog. Yes. And he's, <laughs> he's not, yeah, no. not taking great care of him, to be honest. No. Her. Her, sorry. Um,. Well, anyway, he comes across a herd of something. Deer? Sure. I assumed it was, like, from Central Park. Like, obviously, in a post-apocalyptic world, all the deer have just become, you know... Yeah. They're just roaming the streets. As are, apparently, the, the lions and... Yeah. Of, yeah, of yeah. Any other animals that we don't see, but... <laughs> I would have liked more of that, but... You know, yeah, me right. too. But, yeah, so the deer come, and there's a bit of a... And he nearly crashes, but he doesn't, and then he starts chasing them down, and he's going to shoot them out of the window. I feel like hunting we- deer in a sports car is inefficient, Yes. Yes, definitely. I, I assume he's only hunting them for fun, not for meat. Oh, I assume for meat. Well, because he already has... I ha- definitely like, assume for meat. Well, he might eat them, but I mean, he's not reliant on them. There's plenty no. of preservative food in New York City. Like, he's not starving. But, like, after he doesn't catch the deer because he lets the lions take it because the lions have a little kitten. Sure, yeah. And then when he gets back to the house, he just feeds the dog, like... Pasta with tomato sauce. Oh, I thought that was one of the many signs in this film that Will Smith had gone insane. <laughs> no, seriously. Because like... I mean, no. Yes, he definitely is insane by this point, and he is yeah. doing everything he can to like keep his mind yeah, intact in some way active. And yeah. it, you know, he's he's got some mad tactics for that, which we'll get to. Yeah, but feeding um, a dog vegetables. I think he just didn't have any other option. But... He didn't didn't have any other food. Hence, why he was going hunting deer. Is dog food not the kind of thing that it just keeps? You'd assume, but this film doesn't get everything right, does it? Well, no, it's not really. No. <laughs> Fine. But no, I, I thought that was one of the weird things he was doing. Like, you know, eat your din-dins, eat your five a day, eat your vegetables, or you won't get to bed. And, you know, that seemed like crazy person behaviour a little bit. Like, yeah. he's projecting I think from he, his kid I, onto I, the I dog. I think he did say something like, sorry, I couldn't get any meat for you, or something like that. Maybe, maybe. Sorry, okay. I couldn't find you, but you have to eat vegetables today. Sorry. T- maybe tomorrow. Okay, Maybe. I don't I, remember that, but... No, I, I don't know. It's, again, it's not a big thing. No. Yeah, then he gives the dog a bath. I got the impression that he was just doing it every day, because I didn't see that the dog was dirty in any way at all. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, part of his, like... Well, they say that people who go into solitary confinement and stuff, mm. they say that the most important thing, if you are, like, whether it be prison or whatever, if you're isolated, mm. the most important thing to keep your mind from going completely insane is to have a very strict routine that okay. you do every day. Right. So right. that poor dog probably is like all washed out like, yeah. <laughs> every day. Yeah. yeah. Full shampoo and set. Like, yeah. And then it's a hard cut. There's a lot of hard cuts in this. Yeah. Drink for a hard cut. Yeah. Then it's a hard cut to him lying down in the bath, spooning mm. his dog. Yes. While listening to all the zombies outside after closing all his windows. Like closing all these Yeah. He's living in like strong a safe shutters. house. Yeah. yeah. He's made a little fortress for himself out of a New York townhouse. Yes. But yeah, so then he just goes out and sleeps in this bath, spooning on the dog. Yeah. I'm just like... How does that make him safer? I'm just thinking, yeah, is that every night? Sure, like, that makes do, him tired. Do you, do you feel, like, emotionally comfortable in there? Yeah. Maybe um, he does, yeah. Yeah, maybe he does, sure. But, like, he wakes up in a bed. Yeah. Well, that's true. So maybe, he, yeah, maybe he just moves in over the night, yeah. I don't know, like, this wasn't a special day. Like, no. this is the first day that we see, so it's just a normal day. Mm-hmm. Like, just go to sleep in a bed like a normal person. Like, it'll be good for you. Your back will live. <laughs> so yeah he's sleeping in a bathtub for unclear reasons yeah uh, and he's living in this safe house because in the outside world in the daytime he can do what he wants so mm-hmm. he can drive around with shooting deer from his sports car or whatever yeah but when the sun goes down these zombie creatures roam the streets mm-hmm. it seems yeah 
Um, or more like vampires than zombies, I'd say. Like, yeah, they're they're a definite mixture of the two. Yeah. Like I was saving this because I was like, you know, well, let's let's try and do this for like zombie season. But then I was like, actually, they're not quite zombies, are they? Because like they can't come out in the daylight. They're they're not like UV light. They're vampires. But then I watched this again. I'm like, they're not quite vampires either. No, it's kind of its they're, own thing. They're yeah. definitely something in between, like mutants. Maybe let's yeah, say they're mutants. Yeah. Which I think kind of excuses this film from not saying the word zombie. Sure, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, it didn't annoy me anywhere near as much as it annoyed me in like the girl with all the gifts or yeah. uh, any other zombie movie you could think of or TV show. Yeah, um, I mean this one does have its own name for them, Dark Seekers. The Dark Seekers, which is silly, but it's, 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 it's silly, but like you know immediately what you mean. I gave it a pass. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, then the next day he goes out uh, driving and uh, finds another deer. Mm-hmm. Starts hunting a deer with the dog. And the dog's chasing the deer, and the deer runs into a dark building. Yes. Through, through an open doorway, into a pitch black building. And from Will Smith's reaction, you know immediately, they're like, oh, that's clearly where all the monsters are. Yes, they're obviously allergic to sunlight in some way. Yeah. Like the little kids from the others, like they just can't go in. Yeah. And like Will Smith calling the dog, the dog's not coming, mm. and... Uh, I think that the scene that follows is the best part of the film. It's a very good one. It's very tense. Yeah. yeah I think it's as tense as A Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Almost. Yeah, I, I would say it almost gets there. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't remember personally any I, part of this film being like as hand in mouth as like some of the best bits of A Quiet Place. But I can see what it's in the, along the same lines. Definitely. Yeah. I was genuinely scared. Oh, well, I was terrified by this when I first watched this film back in whatever year it was. How old were you? I don't know. When was this film? Came out maybe about a decade ago, like 2010-ish, so... Okay, well then I'd have been about two or something. Yeah, sure. (laughs) You are now 12. Yeah. Yeah. But no, watching this this week, like, I got scared by that scene. Like, I was Mm. on edge and, like, not comfortable with it. Uh, Yeah, so Will Smith goes in. um, He's got a rifle with him. Mm. But yeah, he goes in. Everything's lit up by just the torch on his rifle, which makes everything scarier. Yes. There's a lot of blind corners. He can't see very much. It did feel very computer gamey. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, it did. Especially with the, like, the badly CGI'd, but we'll get to that, but the badly CGI'd villains definitely yeah. added to the video game-ish yeah, feel of this film. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's fine. Yeah. Like, genuinely, like, you, you don't really see much of them. Like, most most CGI, keep it in the shadows and it's fine. Once you put yeah. them in broad daylight, it's a problem. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like he's he's looking for his dog, and yeah, he goes up, and before finding the dog, he points his torch into a room, and he sees just a group of the. I'm going to call them zombies. Sure. Um, he sees a group of the zombies all just standing in a ring, just like it looks like they're just bobbing their heads. I think they're just breathing really quickly and deeply. Sure. And like he is terrified, like he is dripping with sweat, and Will Smith plays this very well. I think this is one of the better Will Smith performances. Mm, yeah, like, I agree. Very. At very- least the first half of this film. Yeah. The second half of this film is very take it or leave it because it all just unravels too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like at this point, you're like, he is bringing it. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, he literally, I know there's some human characters at the very end, but he really has to carry this most of this film entirely mm-hmm. on his own shoulders. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like he backs away very quietly and he, he finds a dog in another room. It's hiding under a desk. But the dog's like, hey, look over there. Look, over, I'm terrified. Look over there. Yeah. And then Will Smith looks over there and there's just a zombie just standing there looking at him or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, begin the trace sequence, essentially. Yes. The, the, Will Smith manages to get the dog out and because uh, he, he's climbed some stairs. How does the dog actually get it? Does the dog jump off a first story building as well? I can't you don't, you don't see. You, the dog just climbs out a small little hole. Yeah. And you don't actually see what happens there. But uh, Will Smith 
runs through a blacked out window, mm. but luckily one of the zombies has already jumped on him and is about to like rip him to shreds when he jumps out the window mm-hmm. into broad daylight. Uh, Will Smith falls and lands on his back, but the zombie breaks his fall and he gets up and the zombie just dies there moments later. Because mm. uh, of the sunlight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Will Smith looks at the front door and then one of the zombies comes out and just looks at Will Smith. His its skin starts to burn a little bit and then it goes back inside. Mm. And like this is either the main zombie or it's the only face that they could afford. Yeah, because it's... <laughs> yeah, I did find that confusing because they all kind of do look the same. Like. Yeah. Yeah. This is... Potentially the biggest problem with this film is that the zombies look identical. Yeah, they don't. They don't look interesting. Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah. all very CGI looking. I wish they'd done this. And I say this every time we have like a CGI heavy film. But mm. I would love to have seen a version of this film where it's practical. Yeah, because I think it, it looks more personality wise. Like yeah. you, know, you can get more of a sense of imagination to it. Whereas yeah, yeah. these are just like very flat video games monsters, and mm. they really. Time has not been kind to the effects at all. No, no, it really hasn't. They look like way, way too smooth. And like, even if they just put all the effort on one of the zombies yeah. and all the rest were just like a CGI mess, then that would have been better. But just like making one of the zombies like the second main character. Yeah. Like, no, it does, doesn't work when they're just bad CGI. No, I agree. It's a shame because it, it does drag a lot of this. If, watching it back now, it does drag a lot of this movie down. Mm, yeah. yeah. So yeah, then Will Smith sets a little trap. He balances a car off a bridge mm-hmm. and sets up a net just by the entrance and smashes a vial of his blood into that net just to be bait, basically. Yes. Uh, one of the zombies comes out, um, what turns out to be a girl zombie with boobs, mm-hmm. and she gets caught and Will Smith knocks her out and takes her back to his lap. Mm. Um, Which is when we realise that he is a scientist. Yeah. Or at least he is... He's doing experiments on rats initially, and then mm-hmm. he gets this one of the zombie women. Mm-hmm. So what he's trying to do is he's trying to experiment to find the cure mm-hmm. for this. You know, because these are all mutated humans. These zombies. Yeah. These are people who've been infected by Emma Thompson's failed cancer cure. Yeah. So he's tried it a few times, and the the vaccines he tries, they either don't work at all, or they kill the person who's injected. Mm-hmm. So he's he's still trying to find one that works. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So he goes back to his lab, and I think that by this point we've had the majority of the product placement. But oh my god! Oh, do you mean like the posters around New York? <laughs> yeah, just like here's the Coke poster and McDonald's. Yeah, and hitting McDonald's in the background. There, he goes back to the lab and like, hey, his monitor's got an Apple logo on it. Yeah, and I don't know. I kind of like it in post-apocalyptic movies because it makes it feel more real. like in other in any other True. kind of movie. Yeah. Like if it's a, if it's a rom com and you see the big McDonald's sign, it conspicuously you're like, mm. oh great, you know. But I feel like this, it's like, oh, look, it's the real world, but everything's dead. Mm. So I don't know. I, I didn't mind it so much. Yeah, in The Girl With All The Gifts that we did a few weeks ago. It worked. See, that, Greg's that, that, like... that, that, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because it was very British as well. Like yes. Like H. Smith. Exactly, yeah. The very British logo is definitely... Yeah. yeah. But did you notice... I was going to say this for drinking games, but I don't know. Did you notice there was a poster for Batman versus Superman? Of course I noticed. Of course I, I, I knew this, well, years ago. Oh, you said you know the story as well. Yeah. Because it's not... Obviously, the film Batman versus Superman came mm. out eight years after this or something. Yeah. But no, it's from another one that was previously going to be made. Mm-hmm. And then the director, you know this, but then the director just put it in as a joke. So Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it was good. Louise got very confused by it. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, but like, did they, did they organise this like yeah. with, with Warner Brothers so that they could make it eight years later? I'm just like, no. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like... <laughs> that's a long con bit of marketing for like a throwaway joke. Like... <laughs> They've not even made The Dark Knight yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, The Dark Knight trailer was played in, in this film. 
Was it? No, no, not in this film. Oh. Like, before this film. When this right. film came out. I was going to say, cause in this film, I would have kind of believed that. They play Shrek in this Yeah, movie. exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, no, this was the film that people had to go to see to see the very first right. like, sneak peek trailer of The Dark Knight, which is obviously a huge deal because it was the first. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Just a bit of fact for you. Great. So, what else happens? So, he's kidnapped this zombie that he's trying to do some experiments on. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we've also, I don't know if I've missed or if it's still coming, there is a point where he goes to a, a music shop. Mm. Um, no, it's not a music shop, it's a DVD store. Is it? Oh, sorry, It's like yeah. Blockbuster. It's all DVDs, yeah. Yeah, sorry, it's just physical discs. I got them yes. all mixed up. They're all so old. Mm. Yeah, he goes to a DVD store and he has set up loads of mannequins there. Yes. Because clearly that's just the place that he goes like all the time and so those they become his friends, basically. Yeah. And he's like See, flirting with one of them. and. See, I wanted more of this. This was the most interesting <laughs> part of the film for me. Like, I, I wanted more of like, oh, he's gone insane. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I felt like it didn't... It had its moments of like... I took this as like that. a tactic for him to not go insane. As in to like try and fake a social life. Sure. But I think it also went full circle and just contributed to his actual insanity. Because it seemed like he very much was blaring the line between, oh no, these are actually real. Like, you know, mm. later on when, when the monsters yeah. manipulate him into that trap. Yeah. Like, he's not fully composmentous at that moment. Like, he is, mm. he, you know, he, he falls for it, Hulk, Line and Sinker. Yeah. yeah. But I think that before that, like, he's just plain pretend. Do you reckon? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that he was actually going insane. I think that, like, if suddenly he was pulled back into the real world or whatever, mm. he'd actually be fine, like, mentally. Well, that's it. I think this movie doesn't go far no. enough with that at all. I think. I yeah, I agree. I don't know if it's like Will Smith wanting to be, not be perceived a certain way or whatever, but like, I don't know. I would, it, I would have liked it if this movie did more with like he's been on his own with only a dog for company for three years and he mm. has gone insane. Mm. I would have, I, w- I would have liked because well, just... like when he eventually meets the woman, like he's not weird to her. He is a bit, but not as much as you might think. Yeah. yeah, only just like he's a he's a bit obsessed with like killing this one zombie. Yeah, or something. and he's got like, like PTSD for sure. But he's not like yeah. Yeah. But this bit, this bit in the the mannequins within the store, I, I really found intriguing. I wanted mm. to see a lot more. I wanted to see yeah. him, like moving them around every day, and like yeah, when he put yeah, them yeah, there, yeah. and yeah, when he made this decision, like um, like I, I definitely did uh, think that that point there comes later on. I think the next day actually, uh, I may as well get to it now. He's. Uh, driving around the city and he sees down one of the side streets I say one of the side streets is where the Avengers have their big battle in 2012 it's a new, yeah a New York City yeah. street yeah. <laughs> he sees that standing in front of like I don't know Grand Central Station or something is one of the mannequins yeah. and then he gets out and just has a full on conversation with this mannequin just like are you real? Fred! Like, Fred! I, I kind of get it at that point and like if you full on believe that these things are just monsters yeah and then suddenly they've done something like that. Like, I think that in that exact situation, my first thought would be like, oh my God, is this mannequin actually real? Is, yeah. Am I hallucinating that this is a mannequin, but this is actually a real person? Mm-hmm. Like, I would believe that before I believe that the zombies put it there to trap yeah. me. But again, either way, the film doesn't really... Like, spend... imagine if your fish set you a trap. I mean, one day. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure the revenge will come. You have killed enough of her friends. I know, exactly, yeah. Um... <laughs> But I would have liked to see more. Not just I would have liked to see more of Will Smith being like insane with these mannequins. Yeah, and I would also like to have seen, I don't know, a bit more of like this idea that the him realizing that all these zombies that he thinks are, have like zero human mm. brain capacity, which is or whatever it is he says mm. about them, 
I've, I've played this like cat and mouse game with him. Mm. I thought that was really interesting, but the yeah, film yeah. didn't spend a huge amount of time on it. No, it didn't. They just kind of set this one trap, and that was kind of it. Mm. So yeah, they set this trap. He goes up to this to this mannequin. He shoots it first, yeah, and it falls over. He goes up to go and inspect it. Meanwhile, shooting loads of windows at loads of surrounding buildings, mm-hmm. and uh, he stands in front of it with his feet just like a few millimeters in a puddle. Mm-hmm. By the way, his dog's there as well. And then he just looks sideways, and he sees a car falling off the side of this bridge that he's standing on, yeah. or raised road or whatever it is. Which, the second that happened, I'd be like. Jump out of that puddle now. This is yeah. <laughs> definitely a trap. I don't think it's just the way this film was shot so that we knew exactly what was going on there. But I feel like if I was in that situation, I'd be like, oh my God, that's a trap. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like I'm standing in a very, very black puddle for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And there's a car moving that's just falling off a bridge, which is literally what I did yesterday when I trapped the thing. Yeah, I'm sure. I, mean, I think you would have done better than Will Smith in this situation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he wasn't even deep in the puddle. He just one small step and he'd have been out in the puddle. Yeah. <laughs> I well, don't know. The puddle only matters towards because the camera's, like, zoomed in on it, though. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But, yeah, either way, a sheet or whatever just rises up from underneath the puddle. I mean, God knows how. What is it? Oh, no, it's a little rope in the puddle, isn't it? Yeah, that, it's, that, like, that it's get, a classic, like, noose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it's I get like it. a rabbit trap. Yeah. So, yeah, this little noose gets him around the ankle. And just lifts him up really quickly, so much that he falls over backwards, smacking his head, knocking him out. And then he just, yeah, he, he gets knocked out while he's hanging upside down. Yeah. He wakes up hours later, his watch alarm is going off saying, it's sunset, go home. Yeah. And his dog is saying very much the same thing, but yeah. with more swear words. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he wakes up, re- realises the situation he's in, gets his pocket knife out. Yeah. Now, I know he's concussed, so yeah. I get it, but... The, the speed at which he moves at this very crucial moment when it's clearly a race against time yeah. bothered me. Yeah. I was like, get a fucking shift on, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's urgency here. The yeah. sun is going down fast. I mean, I guess you've got to try and work out what's going on. Like, yeah, yeah. Because you're concussed. You've been upside down for hours. So all the blood has gone to your head and probably leaked out your head hole. Yeah. Your head hole. Well, the cut that he's got on his head. Yeah. Yeah, so like he's probably really struggling to work out what's going on. Mm-hmm. No, I can I can accept it in the world of this film. But... Yeah, and then he's got to try and work out. Okay, how do I get out of this as well? Yeah. Like, okay, knife, cut that, and then I'm just gonna like fall two or three meters and land directly on my back and somehow be okay. Mm-hmm. And... I guess this is the scene that justifies the scene earlier on where he's just there's like a random five minute montage of him doing crunches and pull ups. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for all about that. Because at first I thought, like, okay, what is this telling us? I guess he's staying in shape because it's a you know it's a dangerous world out there. Mm. But then in this scene when he like demonstrates he can do very controlled like full body crunches to cut mm-hmm. himself down, I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. I, I would not be able to do that. So. Yeah, fair yeah. play, Will Smith. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he cuts the cable and he falls and he lands directly on his back. I know his back takes some uh, abuse yeah, in this. And I'm film. just like, oh my god, how would like he would not be okay to to walk or crawl or anything after that, regardless of the fact that in the same movement he stabs himself in the leg. Yes. Like fully. And which... he's like fifty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well it's like Tom Cruise, we don't think about that. No, no. Yeah, so like everything's gone wrong for him there and the sun's going down, the dog's barking at him mm-hmm. and he can see that you know, there's a there's a broken window into a very dark building right next to him, and he's just like, well, this is clearly a trap, and they're clearly going to come and get me mm-hmm. the moment the sun goes down, which is like a minute from now. Mm-hmm. Well, we get that like the, the the little slivery of sunlight on the street thing. Yeah, that's like just shining through the uh, the skyscrapers. Yeah, um, he starts crawling back to his car. His dog slowly follows, uh, but then also out of the building comes one of the zombies, and then it sets some zombie dogs on him. Yes, um, which. Stop by the light, and it's just kind of like a it's a barrier, yeah, really, isn't it? A barrier that's very quickly going down, yeah. And uh, it's good tension, I enjoyed it, yeah, it was, it was all right, it wasn't as good as before, no, um, in that warehouse, but yeah. And uh, his dog Sam, she's trying to well, she's trying to defend him basically by mm-hmm. you know just barking at these dogs from a seemingly safe distance, but very much not. Mm-hmm. Will Smith crawls back to his car as quickly as possible. Which I love quick quick crawling in yeah. films. It's always it. so shit. <laughs> and he gets there a bit too late. He does manage to shoot up all the dogs and so they all die, but not before Sam gets bitten. Yes. And as we have previously mentioned in this film, he is immune, but dogs are not. Don't know yeah. how he knows this, but hey, yeah. it's true. Maybe he had a lot of maybe he had a whole pack of dogs at one point. Yeah. Sam's the last one. But yeah. Um, um yes, so poor old Sam's been bitten. Yeah, so he takes them back to his lab. And does some tests on her, well, just like checks her eyes and her her, her lips and stuff like that. Uh, injects her with something, just like a maybe an attempted vaccine, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which does not work. And so, yeah, then he basically gives up, just slumps down on the floor, holding his dog as uh, she transforms into a zombie, and then he strangles her to death. This was, yeah, I would say this is the best. Makes it sound like I enjoyed it, but it's the it's the most. Powerful moment in the film, I think. It's the iconic moment. It's the bit yeah. everybody remembers. Yeah, it's very upsetting. Like, yeah, poor dog. Like you know, yeah. and Will Smith's acting is because all you see is because it doesn't actually show him strangling a dog. Mm. That would have been like too far. Yeah, like it just shows like him. You know what's going on. Yeah. He's just got the dog in it like a, a, a headlock basically, yeah. and he's crushing its windpipe. And it's just his reaction face while he knows what he's doing, and he's trying mm. to like not look at the dog while he does it. Mm-hmm. It's really heartbreaking. Mm. It's a very very good scene. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely pretty rough. You're right, definitely the iconic scene from this movie. Yes. Then after that, he uh, well, I think it's another hard cut from here. Actually, he goes out at night because basically he wants revenge. Yeah, which, he's like maddened with grief now. His yeah. only friend has died, which so. is pretty much exactly what the zombies wanted him to do. Yeah, well, I think he's on like a quasi-suicide mission. I don't think he expects to survive. Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. In whatever but, you know frame of mind he's in. But yeah, so he goes out in his truck, not his racing car. Yeah. His truck, which is loaded with UV lights on the roof. Um, so, you know, he's turned it into a bit of a fighting machine, but not, not a lot. Yeah. And he goes out to uh, this spot just by the bridge, which, by the way, every every day at midday, he goes out there, makes a radio broadcast and just says, I will be here at midday every single day. If you can hear me, come and find me. Yeah, it's like on an AM frequency, so anyone can yeah. pick it up with the other radio device. Yeah. But, yeah. So far, no one has. Yeah, so he, so he goes there in his car. And just basically waits for all the zombies to come to him. Mm-hmm. He also set up one of the mannequins wearing his clothes. So the zombies go and attack that mannequin. Oh yeah, I didn't notice that. 
Yeah, then he just starts a fight with a zombie. Team. Well, he just like plows into this, like die, you bastard! And yeah, like, drives them off the bridge. Yeah, some of them anyway. He he takes out a fair few. Oh yes, but uh, he does not win the battle. No, definitely not. They tip over his car, and just as like I'm going to call him the king zombie, is mm-hmm. just about to kill him or rip him out of the car. He gets saved at last minute by who knows what, mm-hmm. but a, ma- a massive white light. Yes, that. Uh, you know, when I saw her, I literally said, oh my god, is it God? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be an interesting twist in this movie. It was like... It really would, wouldn't it? If like if it, if if it was, was like Morgan literally... Freeman from Bruce Almighty. Oh like... god, that would have been so good. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I don't think it's at this exact point, but there's a few flashbacks in this film. They're scattered through... Most of them have happened already, but they're scattered through the film. Yeah, yeah so I'm going to go through them now. Well, it's all just basically a few little minutes in Will Smith's life. He is like an ar- an army colonel or something. He's some somewhat high up, yeah. Yeah. And even though he is a scientist, so he's like a high up scientist in the army. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. He is in a car with his wife and kid and he's mm-hmm. not driving safely. This no. really bothered me the amount <laughs> that he was not looking at the road. That's basically his driving for the entire movie. So. Yeah, cuz it is one of those scenes where like you know that something is about to go wrong and yeah. it does. But it's, it's not a car crash. No, it, but it very well could have been. Yeah. His uh, little girl, by the way, played by actual Willow Smith. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. She, she was not good. He has not given birth to good actors. Ta- no, his children are not particularly talented <laughs> actors. But, yeah. Oh, well. They're in a the car. They're listening to the radio. And, well, Will Smith already knows what's going on and where he's going. And the radio, there's a president's address. Sounds very much like Nixon, I thought. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. And he is saying that like in half an hour or something, he's going to quarantine... New York. New York. The island that they're on. Yeah. Uh, is, it, is Manhattan an island? I think so, yeah. Sorry, Americans. Uh, we're wrong, yeah. No, we, we, we don't know. Um, the island of New York... Yes. Um, ...is going to be quarantined. And, uh, yeah, so basically everybody's rushing to get off the island... That's not how quarantines work. That's the stupid you way you that quarantines work. You don't tell people you're going to quarantine them. No, you quarantine and then tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Well, he's trying to get his wife and his daughter out, essentially. Yeah, I mean, he's been given permission to do yes, so because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's quite high up, even though he's planning on staying. Yeah. Wife, daughter, and little puppy Sam. Little puppy Sam, yeah. Yeah, just so you love the dog even more. Yeah. Do you know that when Will Smith was making this film, mm. he liked the dog so much that at the end of the film, he tried to buy the dog? Okay. But the guy who owned the dog was like, no, that's my dog. I'm not <laughs> selling you my dog, Will Smith. <laughs> but Will Smith, like, really tried. Like, well, he probably offered her, like, a lot of money. Mm. Anyway, so they eventually do get to, like, this port, really. It's, it's at the bottom of a bridge. Brooklyn Bridge, maybe? Who knows? Yeah. Famous New York Bridge. Everybody would recognise it. And they get to this port here, and it's basically a passport trek, but they scan people in the face just to see if they're infected or not. Yeah. Again, which we're, we're literally having right now. Yeah. You know, like, people do a temperature check before you go into a public space. Did I? It's scary, yeah. Have you really? not had one of those yet? No, no. We had it the other week. We went to the pub, uh, like a beer garden, after yeah. on Sunday after the park. Yeah. They do it in the Apple store as well. Do they? They take your temperature, like, they put a finger across your head, and if you're over a certain temperature, you can't come in. Right. Yeah. So, again, this film, right. like, weirdly, weirdly relevant to coronavirus times. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of similarities to any Apocalypse movie. Yes, sure. But this one in particular, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming up next on Beyond the Box Set, The Road. The Road. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've thought about it, but... Don't you dare. Have you seen it? Yes. Oh, absolute so you know... veto. Immediate veto. Okay. It is very... Pre-veto. Bleak. It is very bleak. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's got nothing going for it. Nothing fun for it. No, that's true. Have you read the book? No. The book's worse. Why'd I read the book? I don't know. The book's even more obsessing. Like, the film tones it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so he gets to this port... 
and they go through passport check. He and his daughter are fine. His wife is not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a big old argument there, of course. And then Will Smith is like, I am Colonel Will- William Smith. <laughs> his name is not William Smith. No. Scan my wife again. Just scan her again. I order you. And then I scan her again and she's fine. And then I'm like, great, okay, let's go. That was a weird, like, false... Yeah, like, they would not... They, they, they still would not let that person through. No, like you scanned off once, and then, oh, the second time, I guess the first time was a mistake. What? Yeah. This is a global pandemic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the bitch isn't getting out. No, no, definitely not. Um, maybe mean, that's spoiler why... Spoiler alert, she yeah. does not get out. And maybe that's why. Maybe they're like, okay, well, we'll just have to blow up the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, then the two of them are getting into a helicopter with the puppy, and that's the end of flashback one or two or something. Like, we don't come back to it there's for about ages. Fa- there's, there's, there's quite a few. They're all quite short. They're kind of yeah. sprinkled liberally yeah. through the film. But yeah. they're all the same bit. Yeah. And, yeah, then the final flashback is after they've said goodbye, the helicopter is taking its sweet time to take off. Oh, yeah. At least three flashbacks for it to actually yeah. leave the ground. Yeah. <laughs> after, like, Will Smith has had to leave because it's going too fast. Yeah. <laughs> and then we hear some military planes going past some jets, and they literally just blow up the bridges Yeah. that are... Like around lots of people and probably had people on them as well. Oh, yeah. Like the bridges are just literally being blown up and destroyed. Yeah. Like, this is a very, very intense lockdown. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, then at, then at that point, like, okay, shit is going down. Like, they're going to be lucky if this helicopter takes off. Helicopter just across the, across the bay, the next port or whatever, the next dock. It takes off, but loads of people try and jump on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, I, w- I wasn't sure if they were infected zombies that tried to jump on it, if they were just people, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people jumped on it, and that helicopter starts crashing, and we cut away just before it hits the helicopter with Will Smith's family. In. Yeah. But like, there's no way it wouldn't have hit. Like, it, no, yeah, it, it, it's, his, it's his fair... wife and child are dead, is what yeah. we're getting from this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the film chickened out by not showing it. I agree. Because it would have given Will Smith another acting moment. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I, I think it, it was strange that it caught it that exact moment. Although, mm. maybe it's more effective if it's left in your imagination. Yeah. yeah. That's quite possible. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, um, back to present day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Smith has been saved by God, and, in the form uh, of a in 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 the form of a single mom from Mexico. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I don't know. Um, who takes him back to his place? Yeah, don't know how she knew where he lived. Maybe I if maybe she. I, I I took it that they'd like been tracking him for a while. Maybe yeah. Yeah, like keeping an eye on him, you know. I don't know, but either way, she takes him back to his place and bandages him up and sews up his leg and stuff like that. And hey, it's all it's all it's all good. Yeah, there's a whole extended Shrek sequence where Will Smith does his auditions to replace Eddie Murphy as the donkey. Yeah, that was weird, right? Yeah, they showed a lot of that film. I was I was thinking that it's maybe it's supposed to say that he's watched a lot of Shrek in his three years on his own. Like, mm. Maybe there's any... Sense. Even though he's got a whole DVD store. He's got the whole blockbuster to work through. Maybe mm. Shrek's his favourite. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, they... Well, not much happens really for the rest of that day. They, in- I feel like they introduce the additional human characters way too late in the movie because mm. they just don't register yeah. as characters. Like, they come, they save it. You know, the dog dies, the woman and her son turn up. Mm. There's a couple of little scenes, you know, the... the alien zombies attack and Will Smith has to protect them or keep don't, them hidden. Don't, don't, don't bring aliens into this. Sorry, the, the zombies attack. But yeah, it's it's kind of like, not that I think this movie should have been half an hour longer by any means, but mm. like, I don't know, it, it just didn't, their characters didn't resonate in any way, shape or form. For me. No, not at all. But yeah, so it gets to that night and, I mean, this is the bit that I know best because I watched From Here On twice. Of course, yeah. <laughs> she puts the kid to bed or whatever um, mm-hmm. into Will Smith's daughter's 
bedroom yeah. that is clearly untouched mm-hmm. since his daughter died. So, you know, that's something, I don't know. Yeah. Well, then they go downstairs and they have a conversation about religion. Yeah. Which felt really weirdly tacked on. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't really come up again and it didn't come up beforehand. Well, I think this movie has potential religious undertones. So I think maybe it was just like putting them... I know, isn't it also more about Bob Marley than religion? Uh, well, well, there's both, actually. Yeah, we have, we have skipped over the whole weird Bob Marley um, obsession that... Uh, actually, no. Bob Marley obsession is fine. What's weird is that this person has not heard of Bob Marley. And, yeah. it, and like, you know, at least Will Smith finds it weird, too, that she's not heard of Bob Marley, but she has heard of Damien Marley. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe you're criticising somebody for not having heard of somebody. Yeah, I'm aware. But, no, I know what you mean. It's, it's, <laughs> I was expecting that. But the fact that he, yeah, that she'd heard of Damien Marley was just ridiculous. It's like, yeah. what, so you've heard of his less famous son. Way but, less famous son. Sure, yeah, that, that seems, yeah, that, that, that stretched it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Will Smith does a whole big introduction to Bob Marley and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, by the way, his daughter is called Marley. Um, oh yes, she was. And uh, I feel like he only knew the one song though. Oh yeah. Maybe they just couldn't afford the rights to anymore. But like the only yeah. Bob Marley song I think that's in this film is um, "Everything's Gonna Be Alright." Mm. Like there's so many other good Bob Marley songs. Mm. Spread a few out, make it a theme. But yeah, yeah. I would have loved some early ones of him like driving through the streets listening to like jamming or something. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. His dog dies. It's like no woman, no cry. You know? <laughs> Do them all. Yeah. Yeah, and so then later on they come downstairs and they have uh, an aggressive conversation about God or lack of. Mm-hmm. And she's like, God brought me to you. God made me find you on the dock. Just like, me talking on radio made, made you find me. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> and so, yeah, like, he's a complete atheist. She's a complete Christian. I don't know. That, that bit, because it, it doesn't come up again. It just feels kind of tacked on. And I understand there's some religious undertones. Mm-hmm. And well, I think it depends on the ending. And I wouldn't be surprised if this if this film or book um, was written by a strong Christian. Possibly, oh, yes, because it is based on a book. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. Possibly, yeah. yeah. And yeah, then they get interrupted by zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, who, I hate when that happens. Yeah. yeah, it's the worst. She runs up to her to her son, and Will Smith engages the house's defenses, mm-hmm. which I thought was right cool. Didn't happen for long enough. Oh, do you mean like all the explosions? Yeah, the explosions like he, t- he turned a switch on, loads of UV lights all around the, the neighbourhood mm-hmm. um, just turn on, which, you know, they're going to start damaging the zombies, weakening the zombies, whatever. Blows up all the cars. That was cool. Yeah. And then nothing else. No. I don't know what else. Well, he's tapped out. He's, yeah, he's yeah. Like Played his strongest cards. I get it, but I wanted more. Yeah, okay. I wanted more. <laughs> yeah, and so then it just becomes home alone for a little bit. Well, yeah, the zombies break in and he runs up to, like, yeah. They they escape down to the lab mm. and they lock themselves in the in his, like, protected area of the lab with the younger mm-hmm. uh, zombie that he captured earlier in the film. Yes. So that's all three of them there. And then this is where the film differs. Yes, this is where we diverge into Two the different original director's ending and the theatrical ending. Yes. Both are bad. One is less bad. I would agree. Which would be your preferred ending? <laughs> Uh, my preferred ending is where he survives. Mm-hmm. Personally, I quite like it when a main character actually dies by the end. I find that to yeah. be quite a powerful plot movement. But so the one where he uh, where he survives, which I think is the better one, mm-hmm. is one where it turns out that the what I said is the king zombie. Yeah. He has a girlfriend, and that is the one that Will Smith is currently experimenting yes. on. And we see that. Will Smith has experimented on a lot of these zombies over the mm. years while he's been trying to 
work out his vaccines. He's killed a lot of them. Yeah. And the, the whole film has led us to believe that the zombies are evil. Yeah. And this is the scene when he kind of realises that they're not evil. No, they're not evil. They're, they're li- just trying to live their lives. Yeah. Although I wasn't clear on, like, so what, have they never killed people? Well, no, they definitely have, because, like, all the other ones were still trying to kill Will Smith. That's what they, I thought. But, but then the king zombie just, like, would give a big roar, and then they'll all be like, oh, no, sorry, boss said. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, they're both... I prefer this ending as well, but they are both a little bit confusing, because it didn't... Yeah. I wasn't really clear on, like... Because I like the idea that he... Basically, this version makes Will Smith I mean, the it, bad guy. It was, it, you know what? It was a little... Yeah, they do. It was a little bit like the girl with all the gifts. Mm. Like, they had a... Like a, a decent line than a girl with all the gifts just saying like it's not the end of the world it's just not your world anymore yeah exactly and that's what and that's, this is it's not the end of the world it's just not humans world anymore yeah. oh no and this is like if there is a Noah's Ark allegory it's this it's that mm. you know humanity has been wiped out but these new this new species is rising again mm. and now they're the ones who are you know yeah have but tomorrow belongs to them yeah. yeah and so the way that Will Smith works this out is because this uh, this this girl who's on his operating table who by the way he ha- he is has seemingly cured. Yes. Yeah, his, his latest vaccine seems to be working. Yes. Which, in this plot line, that goes nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas in the other plot line, it actually goes somewhere. So, I don't know, there's there's pros and cons to both. She has, like, a little butterfly tattoo on her neck. Mm-hmm. And the the king zombie, just with his greasy hand, he just makes a butterfly out of the grease from his hand just on the on, on the glass door yes um, and then Will this Smith, was pretty cheesy yeah it was and then Will Smith was like oh uh, oh oh she got oh that's that's your oh that's your girl oh and yeah they have a whole thing there Will Smith like injects her with something else and that brings put, her back around and, that, like and, that, and that, put, that, that, put, that puts her back to normal yeah and uh, yeah then he just opens the door, wheels her out. The king zombie's there, like, I'm going to sniff you. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, they they all they, they all run off. Yeah, but, the king zombie, like, cries, he hugs his girlfriend, they have an emotional reconnection, and then they decide to spare Will Smith and they just leave. Yeah, they all leave. Will Smith looks ashamed of himself. Yeah, because he has this moment of realisation because it pans over all the people he's killed and he yeah. realises that he's killed them potentially for no reason. Yeah, so then Will Smith's unhappy, but then he, he religious girl and her wife, her son, sorry, that was weird. They all just drive off into the sunset. Yeah, they drive off to find the survivor's colony. In- and, and end of the film, the survivor's colony that may or may not exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's left ambiguous. And like, all right, okay. That's, that's an ending. Yeah. Is it the ending? Who knows? Well, let's go back a little bit. So in the other one, the zombies come down into the lab and uh, Will Smith and What's-Her-Face, they've locked themselves in the glass room. Mm-hmm. The King Zombie is still trying to smash his way through the glass, but this time he doesn't give up. He just keeps smashing and smashing and smashing, like using his head as a thing. Yeah. Even though he's not letting any of the, any of the other zombies do it. No, it's just Which, a... which in, this, in this version, what's the reason for that? I mean, he might still be obsessed with the, his wife. We yeah, but, they, but, but they never explain it. True. And then in this one, the glass cracks in a ridiculous way mm-hmm. that it makes the pattern of a butterfly. Oh, it still did the butterfly thing? It still does the butterfly picture. thing. And then Will Smith's like, oh, the butterfly thing, looks down, the religious woman has a butterfly on her neck. Oh my God, there's so much butterfly mess. Like, oh, visualization. Yeah. Film. I mean, I didn't scan earlier in the film of that version, but I doubt that the zombie had a butterfly tattoo on her neck. Oh, do you think they, could cut, they got rid of that whole plot? I'm sure they probably, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Because, that's because, a- because then that zombie that he's cured... He then, like Will Smith, takes a vial of her blood, mm-hmm. and gives it to the religious woman, says, hey, you go and like hide in the coal chute or whatever, yeah. because 
I think that'll probably save you. Meanwhile, King Zombie's just about to break through the glass. Will Smith goes into his drawer, gets a grenade out. Um, you got to have a grenade, just in case, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just runs through the glass, blows up. Will Smith's dead. All the zombies are dead, presumably and actually. The religious woman and her son are absolutely fine. Yes. The next morning, they get out, they get in a car, they drive off, they find a human colony happily ever after. Yeah. They have a vial of blood which contains the cure to the virus. Mm-hmm. So it's a more hopeful ending, I guess. Yeah, it's a more hopeful ending. That's it. Yeah. That is, that, that is the end of the movie, all that is both ends of the movie. I felt very unsatisfied with both. I agree. They're both very abrupt. Yeah. Because the film on it as a whole is quite slow. Mm-hmm. But then they both just like wrap up in like 10 minutes. Mm. It feels like as soon as the dog dies, the film just hits fast forward. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets to a pace that maybe it should have done beforehand, but yeah. maybe there just wasn't really that much story to do. Yeah, and it's weird. Like I've seen films with like alternate endings before, mm. but usually it's like, you know, it's not that significant. It's like, mm. you know, it's the same basic message, but with a different, you know, different tone or some different yeah. scenes. These two endings are completely different. Yeah, they are, aren't they? And they completely change the whole tone and message of the movie. Because mm. in one, Will Smith is the... Not like evil, but he's like... Becomes the villain. Mm. That one's the better one because it gives you more for what the zombies' motivations were. Like, it yes. actually... It justifies them having that smart moment of, like, trapping him earlier. Yeah, that makes no sense in the context of the version where the zombies just get blown up. Yeah, because in that one, by the end of the movie, they're just monsters. Yeah. And there's no like there's no personality for the the king zombie, mm-hmm. like he's just another zombie. Yeah, like why is he in charge? It doesn't seem to make like nobody knows. It doesn't. It's not a thing. Yeah. Whereas in this one, where he has a girlfriend, it all makes sense. Mm. Like, uh, okay, so they've they've moved on. They've built a society. They're smart enough to actually trap Will Smith. He's having a relationship. You know, he's having a little bit of something something every night. Yeah, it's like because the, I think like one of the main themes in the film is Will Smith like his obsession with still believing he can fix this because he blames yeah. himself for this problem that's like wiped out the planet Yeah, and he will not accept that he can't fix it and in the ending where it turns out that the zombies are kind of smart and sentient and they don't need to be cured necessarily mm. it kind of leaves you with at least this kind of quite powerful message that oh he's he was wrong the mm. whole time Yeah. whereas in the other version it just gives him a, it makes him into like this Christ like figure yeah he just he does the noble sacrifice and he dies and everyone else lives happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. It's... But also, you say happily ever after. I'm sure we'll come to it in our sequels. But like, they're just in a very very small community. That is true. It's not happy ever after at all. Like, th- there can only be like fifty people there mm-hmm. or something. Like, but it's... it's hope. It represents hope. Yeah. I guess. But like, if fifty people is all that's left of humanity, that race is not going to survive. Mm-hmm. That's not how inbreeding works. You can't yeah. just get away with that. I think 50 you could do it if you were very careful. Okay. It's not like there's two. I guess you'd need to be very, very selective. Yeah. Probably. Well, yeah, it represents hope, I guess. But um, mm. yeah, it is. It's 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 a shame like that this movie was so derailed by test audiences. Because like, mm. that's why they changed it. Because the, the ending in which Will Smith is the villain, like audiences didn't like it. They mm. did a test screening. But I feel like these test screenings that they do it never really works out it always just seems to make yeah. films more bland yeah, yeah I yeah. wish it just stuck to its guns and had the one ending yeah I, I agree the, yeah that original ending is the better one mm-hmm. but it's still not great it's not great but I don't think it's a great movie mm. it's a good movie it's not yeah. a great movie yeah but yeah one ending 
at least makes it all feel consistent and the other ending is just kind of it chickens out mm. and it makes the whole film kind of pointless mm-hmm. it's really the, the, the theatrical ending is really unsatisfying yeah yeah and I think you'd think that even if you didn't know the other one existed you'd just be like well that was a bit of a crap ending <laughs> but the fact that the other ending the fact that the other ending is like out there and loads of people have seen it just makes it even more obvious that the cinema ending was I think it would have been better weird. if that woman was introduced earlier definitely definitely we just don't get enough of her or so, like who cares yeah who, who gives a shit what happens yeah. to her yeah nobody cares yeah. cool should we move on to drinking games let's okay so first one I've got I feel like it's kind of obvious one Drink for Bob Marley. Drink for Bob Marley, yeah. Like I said, I could have done with more Bob Marley songs, but... Yeah, uh, a bit yeah. more variation. Yeah, there's more than just that one. But yes, yeah. it, it's uh, one of those things that they put in these kind of films to give the main character one interest that is <laughs> not directly related to the plot, but it's... Uh, <laughs> but it's relatable yeah. and, like, quite popular. Yeah, although there is that one really clumsy scene when it seems like it's trying to actually insert it into the plot in a way that's mm. really inorganic when he's talking to the lady and he's like well see Bob Marley he was he had a theory about injecting people with hope yeah. and that's what I'm trying to do yeah. but instead of hope it's a vaccine mm-hmm. it's like oh come on yeah no 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 no, no. I, I, I reject this I could have done with that being better certainly yeah okay another obvious one drink for bad CGI oh god <laughs> obviously the vampires were taught or the zombies whatever they are were taught mm. about them uh, they don't look great. The animals too. The animals look pretty terrible. I didn't think the animals looked too bad. I thought like they're not the Lion King. No, definitely. I feel like the deers. If they if they kept them moving quickly, it was okay. As soon as they slowed down, it was like oh dear. But it still wasn't the worst. Nice pun by the way. But it still wasn't the worst. No. Because what, what's what's worse? Do you remember three billboards? Oh, that did. Yeah, okay, that was a bad CGI. Because again, because it didn't move. Yeah, and like it was in broad daylight. And, and, like, and like that's recent. Yeah, yeah and yeah, this true. was better than that. Okay, I'll give you that, yeah. So, I think that the the CGI for the animals in this, not awful. Okay. And not overused, either. No, I guess I not. Thought. I was on, I was on board with it. But it was just C- a little bit Uncanny Valley-ish. A little bit, yeah, sure, yeah. But yes, the uh, the CGI uh, vampires, no good. No, thank you. No. Disappointing. At least there was no CGI dog. Well, there were other CGI dogs, just not that dog. Yeah, yeah. Drink for Dangerous Driving. Sure. He drives like Plenty a maniac. Of. He's the last man alive. Yeah. Play it a bit safer. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I have problems with the fact that that dog who's his best friend never gets a seatbelt. <laughs> Can you even put a dog in a seatbelt? Would uh, it work? I don't know about big dogs. I know you can for little dogs. Little dogs, you can get a harness and you can literally strap them to like the vertical part of the back seat. Oh yeah, so their you... legs aren't even touching the floor. It's really weird. What? So they're floating? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be very uncomfortable for. It looks very trip. cute, but I don't think the dogs like it. No. Okay. <laughs> but hey, it's safe. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. Drink for hard audio cuts. Hard audio. How do you mean? There's a lot of like the sounds getting louder and louder and louder and louder. And then they stop. And then it just stops. Oh, okay. It's a hard cut like that. Good observation, yeah. There's a lot of things like, mainly in the flashbacks. Really. Yeah. Oh, you're right, yes, because it yeah. doesn't show, like, when the helicopter explosion happens. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Or like that three years later jump, like, there's a bit, there's, there's one there, there's, that sort of thing. I know what you mean, yeah, okay, sure, yes, so when they ramp it up and then they just cut it right dead in the middle of a major yeah. sound. Yeah. Okay. Like, they just push it to that point where you're like, oh, I need to turn the telly down. Mm-hmm. And then it stops. It's annoying. Yeah, good. Uh, my last one is drink for every time the dog gets in trouble. <laughs> nice. Now, that dog is a liability. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a great dog, but it's clearly not well trained enough. Like, it runs mm-hmm. off so often in this film. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I am just like picturing this film, but with my dog instead. Oh, she like, wouldn't last five minutes. And no. I'd never let her off the lead. No. Never in a million years. I don't think this dog's ever seen a lead in her, in her life in the no. film. That's it. He's had three years. Get that dog trained. What else have you got to do? Yeah. That dog should be like, every command should be like, boom, boom, boom. Like, yeah. instant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one I got, drink for landmarks. Landmark. Oh, of course. Of course. Well, not, none of which get destroyed in this film. No, I guess they've true. already kind of been, if not destroyed, but like overgrown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in like three years, like the Statue of Liberty wouldn't be like covered in vines or something. True, yeah. And this film's not big enough to like knock over the Empire State Building. Oh, they do blow up the uh, the Brooklyn Bridge or the, whatever that bridge is called. Oh, ah, yeah. Bridge. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, that happened in the so, Yeah, there is actually some landmark destruction. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool, okay, that's Drinking Games. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we do our sequels, listeners, we always do like to let you know that if you've enjoyed this episode, you might feel like supporting us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. We have just made a major purchase, purchase yeah. using our Patreon money. You'll find more... Find out more about that in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully next week, but who knows? But yeah, if you do so feel like, so we need your money more than ever. Yeah. Pardon? We need your money more than ever now because we've blown it all. Yeah. yeah, definitely, we are pretty broke. So you can go to Patreon.com/slash Beyond the Box Set, and there you can support us for as much or as little as you want. We do a pay-as-you-feel service. It's not tiered, so you get everything no matter how much you pay. Mm-hmm. Um, nice and honest and all above board like that. <laughs> Weirdly, when I say that, it, it makes, makes it sound, sound like, it's like not. a scam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just need your date of birth, your mother's yeah. maiden name, your sort code. So you can submit all those things at Patreon.com/slash Beyond the Boxer. If you do, you get a few bonus features. Mm-hmm. You get the bonus show where we we review films. We just did Independence Day. Yes, that was a right good time. And uh, very soon, cinemas are going to be reopening. I'm going to have all sorts of things to do. It's really exciting. Yeah. But in the meantime, any requests for films you want us to do that we wouldn't normally do on the main podcast. Send them in, we'll do them on, on a bonus show. Yeah. Or, if you're a Patreon, you can send a request in for the main podcast, and hey, we'll do that. Yes. And you can even guest if you want. Mm-hmm. We've you had can... some excellent guests over the years, it's been fun, yeah. Yeah, loads. And uh, what else do you get? You get an exclusive Facebook group, and I'd say the biggest thing of all, you get extended versions of the main show as well. Yeah. Which, always worth just the extra little ten minutes, and um, all the things that we found so funny that we couldn't let out to just reg- regular... Yep. Public who don't pay anything. Exactly, yeah. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah, that about covers it. Great. Let's see, Alex. Uh, what do you think of Jaws, which is at 97% Rotten Tomatoes? I find it to be anti-shark propaganda. What do you feel about the Entourage movie, which is at a meager 33%? I think they finally got Hollywood right. How about It Follows, 97%. Worse than your parents giving you the sex is evil talk. How do you feel about Juno, which is at 94%? That would be a movie that celebrates a teenage homewrecker. Uh, how about Bewitched at 25%? Best television adaptation ever put to film. How do you feel about American Hustle at a towering 93%? Overwrought awards bait. Righteous Kill, 19%. The movie that Michael Mann wishes he had made when he created Heat. Sounds about right. I'm Julio. I'm Alex, and we are the Contrarians. As you can tell, our thing is that we rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. Regardless of what we really feel. Find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. Facebook, Twitter, we're everywhere. Right, sequels. Sequels. So, we're going to continue with our new, slightly, slightly altered format now, where we're trying to keep it a little bit fresh. So, we've all come up with both... All of us? With both of us. <laughs> we both come up with some small ideas and we're going to kind of just like pitch them to each other and mm-hmm. try and 
you know, workshop them live rather yeah. than like just reading stuff out. So do you want to start with your first one? Okay. So the first one um, that I've got here, which is it's quite a standard one for zombie movies, so you know, feel free to veto if you want to. Mm-hmm. I've got it here that the virus was actually confined to North America initially. Oh, so the rest of the world's okay. The rest of the world successfully like quarantined away from it. Sure. Is that the right, is that the right yeah. America was isolated. Yeah, so. that's what I'm looking for. The borders isolated. were shot. Yeah. Like, does that include like Canada? Like... I'd, I'd, Canada shut its borders. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say Canada went down. Oh, Canada went down. Okay, so yeah. that whole continent is gone. Canada's gone. Probably Mexico as well. But mm-hmm. like, you know, like Panama or whatever, wherever it gets really thin, like, mm-hmm. you know, just the border between South America, uh, maybe that closed it off. Okay. I don't know. Either way, it didn't get to like Europe and Asia. Good. And anywhere else in the world that exists. Mm-hmm. But now there has been an outbreak in Paris. Oh, no. Where does it go from here? Okay, so it's an outbreak in Paris. So... Is Paris going to be quarantined? Mm, definitely, yeah. Okay. For some reason, my brain immediately went to Gerard Butler's in Paris. Great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that an actual film? Have I just like pulled from a genuine film? Because uh, I'm, I'm thinking sure. of like London sure. is falling and mm. uh, like mm. Paris is well, Paris is burning is different. That's like a drag film. That's not this at all. But I'm just imagining <laughs> Gerard Butler in drag against the virus. That would, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I don't know why that came to me. Yeah. Gerard Butler is like. I Paris is... I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put anything past Gerard Butler. No. He seems like he's game for anything. Yeah. He's, yeah. Not, he's not great, but he's good fun. Yeah, I think that's the secret to his career. He'll mm-hmm. just do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Gerard Butler is a very successful Parisian drag queen. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, the virus hits and it's, you know... But he's also Gerard Butler, so he's, like, you know, beefy. Yeah. So it's like, you know, he's got his action movie star. The of. night that the virus hits, it happens to be a night where, the, where, where they were doing a themed drag of zombie drag. Oh, Okay. So they're pre- prepared. Yeah, so Gerald Butler and his fellow drag queens, mm-hmm. they all happen to be dressed like zombies already. So they fit in. That's why the zombies don't go for them and why they become the main characters. I like it. Okay, yeah, they can go. They can hide in plain sight. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to get out of Paris. Yeah, basically. I like it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go any from, anywhere from there or just kind of leave it there? I don't know. What more can you say about that, really? Um, What's the rest of the world doing? So Paris is like fully quarantined. So it's mm. like him trying to escape from Paris, but there's like maybe there's no way out of Paris. Well, yeah, I was just thinking that like now it's on like the continent of Europe. Mm. Um, suddenly the whole world, well, the whole rest of the world is like, oh my God, shit. Like this could be anywhere. And it's also on a major landmass that's connected to Asia and obviously Europe as well. Maybe it's a government conspiracy to isolate Paris. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking of like plot lines for ridiculous Gerard Butler films, regardless of whether or not he's in drag. And so he, he realises this somehow, and he needs to send a radio message, much like the first movie, mm. out to the world to be like, help us, we're being trapped, you know, mm. we're, we're, we're people and we're trapped in this city, you know, by this crossing. Right, okay. Uh, and then he, he needs to do it from like a, the perfect like spot for triangulation of radio signals. <laughs> So he has to, like, in full drag, climb the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, climb it. Like, the, the lifts aren't working. No, the lifts are out. The, all the energy's down. The, the, the stairs have been bro- destroyed no. or whatever. No, he's your butler. He's, he's climbing, he's climbing, climbing the, Eiffel the Eiffel Tower. Tower. No. Okay. In full drag. Yeah. Heels and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's being isolated for, I don't know, but perhaps being isolated for reasons. Yeah. Well, because mm-hmm. of the zombie outbreak. It is a thing, but oh, it is, it, it, it's, it's a real... cover-up. Oh, right. It's a thing, but it's being covered up. Oh, oh, I see. So he's trying to get to the top of the Alpha Tower to tell the rest of the world, hey, the zombies are here. Yes, and also that the, 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 you know, the millions of citizens of Paris are being sacrificed, which is, you know, yeah. not fair. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You could have a whole scene in the catacombs. Yes. No, I'm thinking all of the Parisian, you know, it's, it's got to have all the Parisian um, 
stereotypes. Mm. You know, you've got to have the, the Arc de Triomphe has to be part of it. And, yeah, know, yeah. Maybe there's a whole fight with some stale baguettes, you know. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> stale baguettes. <laughs> Imagine Gerard Butler, like, you know, beating a zombie to death with a baguette. I mean, I'm more imagining Simon Pegg and Nick Frost doing that. Oh, well, yes. But, but yes. yeah, sure. <laughs> Gerard Butler should be in a Pegg and uh, Frost movie. Do you think? Yeah, definitely. Like, he, could, he should send up his, you know, persona more. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool, okay. Um, do we have a title for that or not? Well, I, I thought it was like Paris's. Well, Paris's burning already exists, but that was what I immediately went to for some reason. Paris has fallen or... What's I Am Legend in French? Je suis... I don't speak French. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Je suis... What's legend in French? Do you yeah. know? No? Well, why would I know? I don't know. Oh, it's just Legende. It couldn't be more stereotypical. <laughs> so great, yeah. Je suis Legende. Mm-hmm. Featuring Gerard Butler. Great. In drag. Very good. Okay, yeah. So my first one is based on... Again, I was looking through IMDb. And there was this film apparently was never going to have a sequel. Mm. But it was. I guess because Will Smith dies at the end of the version that everyone saw. Mm. But there was a prequel mooted for a while. And it, it, oh, okay. it got lost in development hell. But one of the details that I thought was really funny was that the plot for the one of the proposed plots for the prequels was an infected elephant escapes the zoo. <laughs> so, yeah. I can't believe that never got made. It sounds like a 30 rock episode. It does it really does yeah like I am legend because we do find that animals can be infected by this disease. Yeah. There's dogs and there's you know the lions and the deer seem okay. They're just regular That's lions. That's true yeah. But certain animals mm-hmm. yeah. So I do like that idea and again I feel like it has to star Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm. If there's like an why? Zom- what, I don't know why, why this week. Really I've, not seen, him? I've not seen him in anything for ages, but he just popped into my head. Go for The Rock or something. Like I don't know. I feel like the more ridiculous you go, like The Rock's even above that, maybe. Mm. But like, yeah, so obviously New York is abandoned. Or maybe it's like earlier on into the um, pan- pandemic, so mm. like not everyone's dead yet. Yeah. But obviously, you know, we assume the lions escaped from Central Park Zoo. Is there a zoo in New York? I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like it. I feel like there's a, a, a zoo in New York. Central Park Zoo sounds like it a sounds thing. It sounds plausible, like, like it's a thing, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so if those lions escaped, maybe some elephants did as well. Mm-hmm. And so maybe there's like a maddened elephant that's just racing around, mm. you know, but it's infected, so anyone it like stomps also becomes zombified. So. Mm. Yeah. And then, you know, Ivory Hunter, <laughs> Gerard Butler, who happens oh, to be in the city God. at the time, has to hunt it down, take it down. Sure, yeah. sure. I've thought of a better person for it, actually. Instead of Gerard Butler, I've forgotten his name, though. He's in a lot of Taika Waititi films. He was, like, the lead... No, no, he was, like, the lead wolf in um, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, the Australian guy? Yeah. Well, obviously, sorry, the New Zealand guy. What's his name? Reese Darby. Oh, Reese Darby. He's not really famous enough, though. That guy? Yes, I recognise him, but he's not all that famous. Yeah, okay. I just feel like he could... Tame a zombie elephant. <laughs> I guess. Well, maybe, I guess because in I the know, grand tradition of, like, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, that's, that, that's kind like of what I was thinking. Like an Australian yeah, like outback like, guy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really what I was thinking. Okay, oh, that, that could be fun, yeah. It could be like, yeah. Okay, an Australian outback guy who maybe... Maybe he's in New York mm. at that time, you know, before the pandemic hits. Yeah. To do, like, a presentation at the zoo about, you know, poaching animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe he's, like, an, an ethical poacher. Like, yeah. He doesn't actually kill them for ivory, he just hunts them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To tag them and like you know, track them, make sure they they live their lives. Yes, well. exactly. And then the pandemic hits, and he has to poach for real. Mm. This he has to go all the way through the streets of New York City, which is semi-abandoned in the middle of the <laughs> pandemic, trying to bring down this rabid elephant. Mm-hmm. That could be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go with that. I'd like to see him trying to track the elephant through a subway. 
Yes. And it's just like trying to squeeze through all the pipes. Yeah, exactly. Try and, the yeah, pipes, you, the, sub, the subways. Yeah, the movie like tries to make it all like very suspenseful. Mm. But actually what we're seeing is ludicrous. It's, like, it's an elephant. You can't yeah. be suspenseful with an elephant. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really hard to miss. Yeah. The zombie elephant. Yeah. So that was I Am Legend 2 Ivory Hunters. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. And let's see what I've got here. Um, okay, so the religious woman and the son, they make it to the settlement and they, they settle in. This is the one where Will Smith's dead? Yeah. Okay. But a few days later, another vehicle turns up. Okay. The door opens and out walks Will Smith. Oh, he lived? He, well, he survived the grenade blast? Mm-hmm. And at first, they uh, they run to him and they, they hug him or whatever. Mm-hmm. He looks very confused by this and doesn't say anything. Has he got a twin? Car door opens and out of it comes... The religious lady and her son. They've cloned themselves? Both endings are real. Ooh! So there was some kind of, like, time split moment. Yeah. Okay, like it. Yeah. Where do we go from here? Okay, so there's only one Will Smith, because the other one's dead. Yes. But there's two versions of the woman and the son. Yes. So what is the moment... I guess it's because there's an explosion before he blows himself up, isn't there? When when the the monsters attack. Doesn't Mm. he use a... Doesn't he he blow up his... There's the car bombs. The car bombs, yeah? Yeah. Maybe, like, in that moment... Something happened where there was a hole in the space-time continuum. Sure, yeah. And it caused the time well, like, to diverge. He, he, he's a scientist, isn't it? And this yeah. film's not above, like, oh, it's a science explosion. Yeah, sure. So. Or maybe maybe this is why the zombie monsters seem like they live in a different plane you know, of reality. Mm. Because they're, you know, maybe not, they're not actually evil mutants. They're actually... Maybe the experiment with the cancer treatment mm. caused this weird rift in the space-time continuum. Are they stuck in the middle of it, so they're not quite fully human either way? Well, I'm thinking they think they're the humans, and from their perspective, Will Smith and they're the... Oh, well, that's interesting. So it's like, it's like a perception thing. Mm. And then maybe some something about that final battle caused yet another instability, mm-hmm. and it actually did cause Will Smith and the mother and son to fully split between the two different realities and now they're being brought back together. Right. Yeah. So okay. maybe like this rift is becoming more and more unstable, which mm. is causing all of this doubling up and they realise that if they don't find a way to fix it soon... More the, and more people are going to look the same and have the same weird CGI face. Well, that, but also <laughs> like if they don't fix it soon, it'll be like, you know, the universe will eat itself. Right, okay. So it just goes full sci-fi. Yeah. 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 And they need to figure out a solution. Okay, yeah. yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. And so then Will Smith basically has a new mission. He's not just saving the world from zombies. Yeah, this is a classic Will Smith action. He's got to like, literally... He's, he's like, oh my god, the zombie apocalypse has happened and the world's about to end. Yes. Also, all of this exposition that I've just been through should be delivered by Simon Pegg. <laughs> as a you know, mad scientist survivalist. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that definitely fits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great. Okay. Cool. Do you want to go on with that or...? No, I feel we've taken that. I feel that, that, that pretty much covers it. We, we, know, we, we know what that... Is going to look like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Have you got another one? I've got one more. Yes, that's for, one sure. More. Yeah, um, me too. This is my probably the most serious one. So maybe not the right one to end on. But uh, I was thinking about the. Oh, I've got another one. So. Okay, fine. I was thinking about the mannequins, mm. which is you know th- that whole plotline is really interesting to me. Like this, they were alive the whole time. I've not done a toy story. I did consider doing a Toy Story thing, but no. Okay. But I, what I did think was like, why is he? What caused Will Smith to start doing this thing where he's talking to mannequins and he's like flirting that would really mannequins. be something wouldn't it if that mannequin was real and it just walked out to like Grand Central Station by itself yeah and it wasn't a trap no that would be interesting that would be something yeah that's yeah. not the thing I've gone for but no yeah. I feel like sometimes we rely too much on Toy Story so I didn't want to go down that road right now I feel like we've not done Toy Story for 
probably, yeah, we'll probably, pro- probably a couple of years. We probably did it just like three times right at the start or yeah, something. Yeah, we'll probably do another Toy Story, but yeah. that's not what I've done in any event. No. Okay, so what I'm thinking is a midquel, so not a sequel, like a sequel, <laughs> well, a midquel between like the flashbacks and the scenes in the present. Okay. Day. So it's like after Will Smith's wife and kid die mm. and the pandemic has hit New York mm-hmm. and he's trying to survive, but there's still, he's not the last survivor yet. There's mm. like, you know, maybe like, like in the other one with the English people, maybe there's like 10% of the population still left. Yeah. But people are getting killed off every day because the, uh, the night crawlers are just increasing in power and numbers mm-hmm. as time goes on. And so I'm thinking that in this one, Will Smith forms a a gang of, of survivors. Maybe they're all like ex-army types, you know, or, mm. or ex-scientists, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's got this gang of survivors who are like, you know, they form this tight-knit group. And it's like the Walking Dead. They're just trying to like, you mm. know, survive each day, figure it out. And what I'm thinking is, one by one, all of the others are going to get killed by the Nightcrawlers. Mm-hmm. Or the, the Light Seeker, what was it? Dark Seekers. The Dark Seekers. The dark. Yeah. yeah, one by one, you know, they're going to get killed off by the Dark Seekers. <laughs> uh, I just can't make that stick. I'm sorry, it's a terrible name. It's called them zombies. It's fine. There's a stick with zombies, yeah. Uh, so they're getting killed off one by one. And every time Will Smith loses a friend or, a, a, a you know, a, a mm. fellow gang member, as a way of working through his grief and paying tribute to them, mm. he decorates a mannequin in their clothes uh, and puts them okay. in his favourite store. Uh, okay, yeah. Because maybe that's like their hangouts. You know, all the yeah. survivors, yeah. yeah. And as the movie goes on, one by one, the others get killed until, mm. Will, Smith, until Will Smith is left alone. Right. And everyone he's ever loved is represented by a mannequin. Yeah. Even, like, maybe a mysterious, sexy female who he, like, never really got to get to know before mm. she was killed too soon before he could really talk to her. Mm. And she becomes, like, the one who he's trying to get up the nerve to, to ask on a date. Right. Okay. And then there's also, obviously, going to be Fred, who's maybe, like, his best friend for most of the movie. Yeah. And they're all wearing the clothes of the people who've been killed. So it's like... Nice. And that you know, explains his insanity. Can we have a post-midquel mm-hmm. um, where... There may be a post-credit scene to this that you've just pitched. Right. Where basically he does ask this girl out on a date. Mm-hmm. And she says yes. She, she becomes alive again, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't just going to say she, comes, she becomes alive. Okay. Um, but just like, he then goes out on a date. With a mannequin. Yeah. And he just like finds a restaurant and like, oh, you're already here. Oh, great. Well, you have like a um, musical montage with all these romantic scenes, like, you know, like the lady in the tramp with the spaghetti thing or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever, but it's all just him and a, a spaghetti is just like taped to a yeah, mouth. Music. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. I think that, that could be fun. <laughs> cool. Well, that was I Am Legends 2, Legends Never Die. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'll be honest, I've forgotten to come up with titles for all of these. Sorry. Hey, yo. Okay. Last one I've got here. Okay. Religious lady, whatever her name is, makes it to the settlement with her son. Um, this is in the... Will Smith is dead universe. Will, Will Smith is dead. I'm not doing a double this time. Okay. And hands over that vial of blood to the leader of the settlement. Mm-hmm. Let's say it was Brent Spiner. Sure. <laughs> Explaining that the cure for the zombies is in this blood. Right. So, like, you know, treat this well. We're going to have to extract the cure from this and give it to the zombies. Yeah, it's a game changer. Yeah. One problem... They don't have a scientist. Oh dear. Nobody knows science. Oh, so they have to like try and figure it out from scratch. So they just store the blood very safely until they find a scientist. Oh, okay. So they just go about their lives. Mm-hmm. Decades go by. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the humans... So it becomes like a sacred object, like the cure that nobody can access. Basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the humans, they eventually die out through inbreeding. Okay. Um, you know, <laughs> You're obsessed with this inbreeding angle. <laughs> I mean, I guess you are Welsh, so... Whoa! Yeah, I went there, you sheep shagger. Whoa! (laughs) I've not come back to that one. (laughs) 
See, I miss doing a podcast with Ross where I used to edit it because then I could just like turn him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't do that to you. This is shit. You're shit. Anyway, decades go by um, and all the humans eventually die out through inbreeding. You're still alive because, you know, you're still yeah. somehow kicking about in your mm-hmm. late 200s or whatever. Sure. But anyway, many more decades go by and even you're dead now. Okay. Uh, and now it's just fully societal zombies like They've built their own societies. Sure. They're so co- the co- human race well. has been wiped out. It's just yeah. the zombies. Okay. Yeah. They find the human settlement and declare it an archaeological listed site. Okay. So they've fully evolved into fairly sophisticated beings. I'd yeah. say pretty much. Yeah. Okay. They find the blood um, that's marked cure mm-hmm. and uh, send it to their leading science authority because they're like, oh my God, a cure. Great. Because yeah. they're looking to find a cure for whatever zombie disease that they've got. Zombie oh. cancer. Oh, Okay. So it, so that's just like regular cancer, but like so it's I guess a regular sickness, but the actual the cure turns them back into humans again. Yeah, they experiment with the blood, and eventually they move it up from rat trials to zombie trials, and like, hey, is this can we have like on? a zombified I don't know Helena Bonham Carter doing like a TV interview? Like, have you cured cancer? Sure. Yes. Have you cured zombie cancer? Yes. Yes, sure. I have. Yeah. Nothing's gonna go wrong. Everything goes well, but eventually the virus does mutate and causes a human outbreak. Oh no! Oh my god! A human outbreak among the zombies. Something they'd only ever seen in horror movies before now. Mm-hmm. Even though everybody knows exactly what's going on, nobody refers to them as humans mm-hmm. because this film is... No, no. Even though humans is what they're referred to in films, nobody calls them humans in this. Oh, I see. It's like, this that's film the... is far too up itself, so instead they refer to them as light seekers. Light seekers, okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's basically it. It's just a zombie outbreak movie, but from the point of view of... Zombies. I like that, but they don't... Where where the outbreak is humanity. Yeah, but they don't realise because so much time has passed that this is what's like... It's it's going back to what it was before, so... Yeah. You can still have, like, a a Will Smith-style hero and Mm. all that kind of stuff, but they're... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Very interesting. (laughs) Uh, Great, that's all I've got. Should we do listen submissions, then? Let's. All right. Well, I've got loads here that are just titles, so I'll just just burn through them. So I've got I Was Legend. Sure. I'm Still Legend. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm Still Somewhat of a Legend. Mm Mm-hmm. Legend Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody's just put some other grammatically incorrect title. I would have had something like, don't you know what kind of legend I am? Like, you know, just oh, yeah. increasingly more desperate. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be a legend, yeah. Look, I knew this bloke who was a bloody legend. Mm-hmm. There's I Am John Legend. Oh, that's good. Like, it's just, it's just a, it's like the Rocket Man, but the John Legend story. Yeah. yeah. Um, I Am Robot. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. Mm-hmm. That works. Okay, so then to the ones that have been bit more filled out uh-huh. um fidel reyes i've never said that name out loud before fidel um, reyes maybe yeah. um says a spin-off called will i am legend oh yeah i, I had that one as well a black eyed peas movie black eyed peas member will i am is the only one living in the apocalypse that could work yeah he's just <laughs> just rapping his songs yeah mm-hmm. uh gregor Lynott says i'm legend 2 the story of how they drove away at the end even though apparently all the bridges have been blown up it's a good point. How did they get out? <laughs> yeah, that was never mentioned. Nope. Plot hole. Bradley Kenneth says, I'm sure I heard back at the time that they were doing a sequel starring Bruce Willis <laughs> oh my God. called I Am Myth. I Am Is that really a thing? <laughs> I have no idea. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> oh, I really would like to see that. Mm-hmm. Last one here I got from Frederick... French surname. <laughs> um, I Am A Good Boy. I am a good... Okay, this is better, This better be about the dog. It's a black and white prequel Ooh, showing okay. the world collapse through the eyes of the dog. It's a silent style movie with um, with music and, and a tech sequence 
showing only what the dog understands. Oh, okay, I like Black that. Black and white because the dog's colourblind. Yes, dogs. Although apparently that's not true. Yeah, apparently dogs can see some colours. But I like that. That's good. So yeah, it's just only from the from the dog's point of view. Cool. It'd be like those Simpsons episodes where you see through Santa's little helpers' yeah. like, perspective. Okay. I mean, the end of the film would be tragic. Oh yeah, it'd be. Oh god, yeah. The last thing you see is him <laughs> looking up at his owner, and then like the. The mist descending. Right? Yeah, like everything just goes red, and then just suddenly he strangles her. Oh, that's so like... sad. Actually, I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to watch that at all. It's horrible. It's very upsetting. But... It's grim, isn't it? Yeah. But very good. Yep. Gary Arison as well. Zachary Lawhead just has an observation. He just says, Man, did test audiences do this movie dirty by hating the original ending? Mm. Agreed. Uh, ben Armstrong said, 12 angry vampires. He's put on trial for his crimes. This is Will Smith. Mm. And the vampires have to decide his fate. So I guess that's the ending where he survives, sure, obviously. Yeah. He gets arrested for, I guess, zombie mass murder mm. and put on full trial. Mm-hmm. Oh, that be interesting. Nice. Yeah. Dennis Fanning said, I am legend, I am. It's fo- it follows the one man left alive in London. Okay. I guess that's Dennis Fanning's idea of an English accent. I don't think I did it justice. Brandon Bulk said, like, that that I am legend, film? I am. I no, what was that Doctor Zeus? Oh, I, that's a very American, though, but I know what you mean, like, it... green eggs and ham. Yeah. Yeah, Sam, Sam I am. Yeah. Sam I am, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that something to do with that? Or... I don't, that's not British, I doubt no. it, but that could also be a thing. I'm just trying to work out what he's doing there. No. I don't know. I think he's just trying to like, approximate a Cockney accent in text, but I don't think I'm delivering it in the way he intended. Uh, so, probably my fault. Not, uh, not very good at things, are you? No, I'm not. Brandon Bolch said, I am Legend 2. We finally got the ending right. Nikki Buski said, I would watch I Am Legend 2. It's just Will Smith and the dog, and nothing bad happens to them at all. They just keep each other company, which feels relatable during the 2020 pandemic. <laughs> I think, yeah, a more hopeful version of this film, I think Nikki mm-hmm. was after that. Yeah. Isaiah Hand said, I, I Am Legend. People turn into pirates instead of zombies, and the rest of the movie is pretty much the same. Nice. So, yeah, the infections just turns them into, like, pirates. It's like, aye, mm. aye, Captain. So. <laughs> but other than that, it's the exact same movie. So yeah. Every ca- every zombie in this film is basically Jack Sparrow. Right, yeah. okay. I can see what that. if Will Smith is Jack Sparrow and all the uh, all the zombies are just, like, Barbosa's crew? That could work, too, yeah. Because they're all kind of zombies in that film anyway. Do you think if Will Smith had been cast as, Jack, as Captain Jack Sparrow, his career would be in the terrible position that Johnny Depp's is now like, would, would we have been like burned out on Will Smith wow um no because I don't think Will Smith's been that weird before no you're right yeah. whereas like Jack Sparrow isn't Johnny Depp's weirdest role no but it's the bit where it, it's the one that made us all sick of him I guess yeah because he's kind of like whoa I'm goofy yeah well for, I, I don't know if five and a half yeah, films or I think that's it I think Will Smith is very smart he does a lot of franchises but he knows when to jump ship I don't think he would have ever done six versions of the same film. Mm, yeah. He varies, though, yeah. Will Smith. Like, I think that he... I mean, he should never have done Men in Black 3. That was yeah, a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he should have done Men in Black 3. Suicide Squad, nobody saw that coming. No, yeah. That could have worked. You, yeah, you got it, it pass, definitely, yeah. definitely could have worked. But in hindsight, I think it's bad that he jumped from Independence Day to Suicide Squad. Because I think Independence Day could have been a good movie. Yeah. He could have been the thing that saved it. But I don't know. No, you're right, yeah. That was, that was definitely a miscalculation. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Mm. If this season has taught me one thing, it's that Will Smith has actually been in a lot of bad films. He has, but also <laughs> that he he's never bad in them, though. I've not yet seen like a bad Will Smith performance. World Wide West? No, I don't think it's his fault. Like He's not good in it, but I think he does as well as is possible in a film that like gives him nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, this this season, even though I've not really like loved any of the films we've done so mm. far... 
it's given me a renewed appreciation for Will Smith's like talent as a movie star. Yeah. yeah. So I don't hold any of those flops so far against Will Smith. We'll see when we come to next week. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not doing a flop. I'm doing a hit. But we'll see if it's like great. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. That's what I thought I was doing this week, but it's really iffy. Well, it was it was a success though. The film was successful. Yeah. But yes, I know felt like was. I enjoyed this film. Yeah, me too. I was a little bored of it, but I didn't like dislike it. Mm. Okay, last two. Simon the Depressed Movie Goer on Twitter at Depressed Movie said, "He, she, it's our legend, in which Robert <laughs> Neville, the Will Smith character, lives and decides to try and teach the vampire mutants some grammar." Hilarity ensues. Mm. I guess that's because the title "I Am Legend" is not grammatically correct. Sure, yeah, it's not a great start. It should be called "He, She, or They." Yep. And finally, Karina Dolahide at K Dolahide said, "Our legacy." The virus has mutated and constant booster shots of the cure are needed to stave off becoming dark seekers. Oh, that's good. So like it's like the flu shot. You need to yeah. like, have it every year in order to stop from becoming the zombie. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, this is interesting, isn't it? So the boosters can only be grown in live dark seekers. So that in order for the colony to survive, they must infect and imprison some of their own people. They can't just go out and find new dark seekers? Well, I guess the idea is that maybe it's like a I'm trying to think what's what's another example of this. It's like a society where they need to keep certain amounts of themselves. In like prison. Snowpiercer. Yes, exactly like Snowpiercer. Yeah. Mm. Like it, so it's like they're trying. They're, they're not evil, but they are making very it, dark it, choices. It's the only way that they can survive. Yes. There's no right choices. Yeah, exactly. They can only make the wrong choices. Only wrong decisions. Yeah. I like right, that. That's good. Yeah. Isn't no, it? I really like that. Mm, interesting. Get Boon Jong Ho on, involved, and I'm I'm in. Yeah, this could be directed by Boon Jong Ho. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay, very good. A good one to end on there. Mm. That could work. Great. Okay. So thank you everybody for those sequel ideas. We ask for your listener submissions every week, a few days before we record, by putting posts out on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. Mm-hmm. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many others, all of which you can also leave a five-star review if you like. It also helps us to reach new listeners, so please do consider doing that for us if you haven't already. As mentioned before, we're also available on Patreon, which is exclusively for the people who would rate us five stars or more if they could. You can find all the relevant links in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. Mm-hmm. And next week, Harry. Yeah. Uh, it's back to me. I had a, there's been a few we could think of. There's still quite a few we've not done yet, so there were a few that were in my mind. But I thought I'd do one I've not seen that was... I don't want to end it on a low point, so I don't want to do like After Earth or something. I, I was tempted, but I was... Mm. Also, I don't know how much he's in that movie. Is, that, is it more like a, a... Is it like a stealth Jaden Smith? Mm, yeah, like, big, big time. Which does, obviously didn't work out, but no. yeah. So no, I didn't want to do that. I want it to be a full Smith. So I looked... Yeah. So I, f- I thought we would do one of his more successful movies, but for whatever reason, no sequel ever appeared. And it's very much in his wheelhouse as well, so it's mm. like maybe more so than any of the other ones we've done. Yeah. So you can probably guess where I'm going with this. I robot. No. Oh man. I mean, we maybe, but no, no. I was going to do Hancock. Oh yeah. Okay. Have you seen Hancock? Yes, I have. Is it good? Is it worth it? It's, it's alright. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm not vetoing it. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. If you'd rather we did I robot, I can redo that. But oh, I don't really mind either way. Okay. Well, stick. Well, yeah. I don't. I like I robot. I feel like I've seen it. I've not seen Hancock, so. Sure, well, let's do Hancock then. Okay, yeah, so next week we're going to do Hancock. Mm. Okay, this is going to be interesting. Yes. So join us next week, listeners, for Hancock. Yep, thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. So you have actually cured cancer.
Yes, yes. Yes, we have. 